How does one Dalit boy, born into the lowest caste in India, living in one of the hundreds of thousands of unreached villages of India, whose family was worshiping and sacrificing to 120 gods, even hear about Jesus? You're about to hear an amazing story in this episode of how this young boy heard the gospel for the very first time and experienced an amazing miracle of God that led Pastor M to surrender his life to Jesus and experience the love and peace of God for the very first time in his life. Welcome to the 360 Serve podcast. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. Did you know that one out of three people today, that's three billion people in our world, still have yet to even hear the name of Jesus? And the majority of those people who have yet to hear the name of Jesus, they live in areas like North India that we've been talking about in this series where American missionaries are unable to travel and freely share the gospel and plant churches. But indigenous church planting pastors are already there, living in their country, they know their language and culture, and this is amazing. Today is one of the greatest turnings to Jesus our world has ever seen. And it's because indigenous church planting pastors are bringing the gospel to their own people in these least reached areas in the world. The 360 Serb podcast is dedicated to interviewing these amazing church planting pastors so you can hear straight from them the incredible things God is doing today all over the world and how you can get involved. I trust you are being encouraged as you're getting to know Pastor M, our church planting movement leader from India. So let's jump in to the story of how Pastor M came to know Jesus as his Savior and Lord. Well, it's a joy and a delight again to be with Pastor M from India. How you doing, Pastor M? Well, Pastor Mark, I am doing really great. Uh, thank you, 360 Sir family, for your prayer and for your great support. Yes. Amen. Well, uh, we've been having a great time with you, and today we get to talk about your salvation. We're going to hear the story of how you came to know Jesus as Savior and Lord, and it's all the more remarkable. Every story is remarkable of how someone comes to know Christ, but the background that you gave us last time regarding just how you were born into a delete family, uh, how you worshiped, all of this, your concept of God, maybe you can kind of just give us a little summary of that again. Uh, Pastor M, if you would, about your life before Jesus, and then we'll get into your story of how you kind of came to Jesus. But again, for those listening right now, how, what was your life like before you knew the Lord? Well, uh, before <clears throat> knowing the Lord, my life was uh, like uh, uh, just pretty simple. I was just studying in 10th standard. I was, uh, you know, pretty much busy. I want to become uh, Indian uh, army to serve the nation, uh, you know, mm. just uh, just like uh, uh, you know, being in you know, just born and brought up in a, a Hindu fanatics poor family. Uh, just uh, our life was like always full of uh, struggles, full of challenges. Uh, but in the midst of all these things, I was thinking that I will become Indian army to serve our country. Uh, 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and this is kind of what your dad wanted for you. Is that correct? That's right. My dad wants to see me to serve my country, uh, and uh, uh, I was just preparing mm. myself uh, and doing a lot of mistake because I was like you know fifteen, sixteen year old, or maybe seventeen year old, uh, doing lot of uh, teenager <laughs> mistake uh, with yeah. with my life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like all of us, yeah. So you've never heard of Jesus up to this point. I mean, you are uh, sacrificing blood sacrifices like you shared with us last time to the gods of Hinduism. Witch doctors are in and around your family influencing you. Uh, what? Take us into that again, Pastor M. What was your view of God back then? Well, uh, you know, just... Born and brought up in a Hindu family, worshiping many goddesses, but not having any relationship with any goddess because the tradition was there. So we have to follow. And for me, it was there because I was or I am the youngest in my family as well as in my whole generation. So uh, mm. even I had doubt and a lot of question, but I can't ask because I'm, you know, is the youngest one. Uh, so <laughs> I gone through a lot of challenges, yes. Uh, wow. Yeah. And and no one in your family, in all of your family, knows Jesus. No one's a Christian. Is that correct at this point in your life? Yes, yes. Means uh, none of them. None of them, not only in my mm. family, but not in that area. Uh, because wow. uh, because I have not seen any church over there. Like 20 years ago, there was nothing. Uh, no church, nobody was talking about Jesus. Yeah, nothing. Wow. So let's talk about what happens. I, I think maybe it begins with your brother getting sick. Is that correct? Or just, you know, how does this all begin to change? And how does, you know, Jesus get introduced to you? What's the story there? Well, the story behind of this thing, uh, you know, we are three brothers, and I'm the youngest one. So my middle brother, uh, he got very sick. Uh, uh, so we take him to uh, many hospitals. Uh, we take him to, you know, uh, to, to many, uh, you know, temples. Uh, we took him to many witch doctors. And from, you know, means from everywhere we were you know disgraced means we did not got any peace or any healing and my brother was very strong very healthy and when he becomes sick he lost almost like everything means he becomes so mm. weak he was not able to walk and he has always uh, pain in his chest always throwing up and uh, Finally, you know, my mom, uh, you know, was a little bit uh, knowledgeable. She was not literate, but uh, she was like a leader in our family. Uh, means, and still she is. Uh, so she took uh, my brother to Delhi, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to see him to be well. Uh, whatever we had, we sell, we become zero. Uh, and the 
doctors in Delhi, they said, we can't save him. It is better for you to take back because he's going to die in a week. So somehow, you know, through train, he came to our home uh, here in Northern India, North India. And uh, he was uh, just like uh, sleeping uh, in the animal house because uh, we all were waiting that he would be died this week or next week. He was not eating and drinking anything. But God had some plan, you know, uh, two evangelists, they came to my village and they started to just preach about Jesus. They were saying that Jesus is powerful God. Uh, if you believe in Jesus, you know, he will uh, heal you. And I heard all these voices and I went and I started to shout because since six months, we were experiencing this God, that God, and going to this temple, that temple, and nothing was happening. And, you know, in front of our eyes, my brother was dying. And so I shouted and I said, there is no God in this world, no living God, no one listened. And uh, after one hour, they came to my house and they... So you actually, they're preaching, these two evangelists come, they're preaching, and you shout out at them during their preaching that there is no God. This is what you did. This, that's right, yes. And, wow. and they saw me, they saw me as, a, as a young, crazy man over there. So they stopped their open-air preaching. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, they were also like giving the, the, the New Testament to the villagers. Yeah. Wow. And okay. they were preaching, in, in, you know, through the, the cordless mic. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then they come and actually visit you? They came after one hour because somehow they talked to others and other people, they told that uh, his brother is dying very sick. And uh, that's why he's very angry uh, on any goddesses. Uh, so they came uh, after one hour and they asked me that they want to pray for my brother. Wow. And what was that like? Well, uh, when they came, I said, no, 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 don't come. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have nothing to give uh, anything to all of you. Uh, I was thinking that they will charge money. But uh, uh, they said, no, no, we came here. We heard about your brother. Your brother is dying. And we want to just pray for him freely. We will not charge anything. And, uh, you know, then I said, no, no, no. Uh, because I hate Christianity at uh, that time because our Hindu priest told us that uh, uh, Christians are very bad. You know, we worship cow is like our holy mother, but the Christians are the one, they eat our God. So I do not want to see mm. them anywhere. means I hate Christianity because of this region. So when I saw them that they came to my house uh, and they said that we want to pray for your brother. So I argue with them. Uh, but finally, they said, no, 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 we, he, we are here to pray for your brother freely, and then we will go. So they came, they entered my house, and uh, they kneeled down, and they were praying. And while they were praying, uh, I started to just, you know, cry over there, because I heard the first time the living God voice uh, means uh, we, wow. we were worshiping many God, but none of them they talk to me 
but Jesus, uh, that time while they were, you know, just praying for my brother, Jesus spoke to me that time. He said, I am your real God whom you have been searching. And uh, I, I saw something that God is going to do something. And, and they said, you know, uh, God is going to do the miracle. You need to pray for your brother. And I told them how I will pray for uh, my brother. I don't know how to pray. And they said, no, just go anywhere, quiet place, raise your hand, and you will be praying. So I started to try, you know, so I went to Riverside, and I started to raise my hand, and I was praying one prayer every day, almost every mm. time. God, I know you are real God. You have spoke to me. If you heal my brother, I will give my life to you. And, wow. and God heard my prayer. God heard my crazy prayer. He healed my brother within a month. He started to walk. He started to eat. He started to drink. And, and I said that this is real God, Jesus, who has healed my brother. Yeah, so I decided wow. to follow Christ. I started to leave all the bad things and just giving my life, becoming closer to God. Yeah. Wow. So that was kind of all by yourself. You're on this journey, you know, of actually praying, talking to Jesus. He heals your brother. And out of that, you had shared with Jesus, hey, if you heal my brother, I'm going to follow you kind of thing? Yes, yes. Uh yeah. Wow. You know, during that uh, month, uh, I see another miracle because uh, we were like a couple of young friends uh, sleeping together. And uh, in the middle of day, like in the month of uh, June, it is hard. And there was a, a small river near to my village. So the young teenager around uh, maybe 12 years boy went to river to take bath while he returned to take bath the shaitan came into his life and when he entered the house he was speaking different way uh, speaking lot of uh, things and then his mother uh, called us and asking help hey my, something happened to my son uh, so when I touched his hand he started to speak me. The Satan started to speak me. Don't touch me. I'm going to burn. Uh, and I remember, mm. you know, they they told me that when you pray for others, you know, uh, you know, God is going to hear. You know, God has win over the Satan. So I remember, and I mm. pray in the name of Jesus, Satan gone out from. Wow. His life, so my faith becomes stronger that time without knowing anything. Wow! Yeah, yeah, you're. <laughs> that's quite a, a a first few days of knowing the Lord, and uh, wow! I mean, your ministry is beginning. That's pretty incredible. You know, those evangelists that came to you, Pastor M. I know that they also confronted you about your anger, right? And they asked you, why are you so angry? What? Tell a little bit about that story and how they said, we have good news for you and that sort of thing. What was that about? Well, you know, because they came to my house and they said, why you are angry, you know, angry on us? And I said uh, to them, because 
you guys are very bad. You know, we worship cow is our holy mother. So you all are the one who eat our God. And that's why I'm angry. Go away from my house, you know. So this was the conversation. And they kind of revealed to you that Jesus is the only God that saves sinners, right? That's right. I mean, that was kind of a powerful statement. How did that come about? Yeah, you know, these all talks happened during... While, I, while they came to my house and they were talking to me, uh, uh, that talk has opened my heart that, you know, Jesus loves the sinner, you know, uh, and, uh, mm. uh, uh, and that's why I allowed to them to pray for my brother. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. Why, why was that? so powerful to you that statement about jesus because i remember you know those time i was doing wrong i remember uh you know uh, none of our uh, hindu priests were telling that any god who loves the sinner but uh, through our eyes we were able to see that all these people are doing mistake which means none of the God who are going to save their life. And when I heard this statement that Jesus is a God of sinner, who loves the sinner, who came to this world to save their life, I was totally challenged. I was totally amazed <laughs> that, uh, yes, there is God who loves the sinner. There is God who loves me, who loves anyone who does mistake. Wow. That's beautiful. That's powerful. Well, there is so much more to your story, and we're going to get into that, what happened after this moment, because it really gets into the call of God on your life. But uh, you're experiencing God. You're reaching out to Him. You were saved at this point, you know, sometime as you're crying out to God, praying, telling Him that you're going to serve Him if the Lord would heal your brother, all of this, you know. And is there a scripture, you know, Pastor M, that just... I don't know, as you look back on this time in your life that meant a lot to you that you could share with us that that just kind of speaks uh, to you as you think back on this time in your life. Well, uh, there are many, many words that uh, I started to read and God's word was, you know, just convincing my heart. Uh, you know, uh, uh, of course, the 316, the John 316 always talks about uh, that is powerful word. Uh, but, but when I begin my life, I got this powerful word from Yesaya chapter, uh, you know, 43, uh, you know, the words for, because in that words, I see that, uh, you know, uh, you are so precious in my sight uh, that's why I honored you and I love you mm. because, you know, uh, just being an untouchable, you know, just mm. family, gone through a lot of struggles, gone through a lot of challenges, poverty, slave, all kinds of dirty things, and, and, and finding this powerful word from God directly to me, my God is saying that I you are so precious in my sight. Mm. You are honored Amen. and I love you. My God is saying that I love you. I was so much challenged that there is something, uh, you know, uh, for me in this world. Uh, you know, wow. yeah. So uh, that word had changed my life. I got this word in mm. 2000, like 20, 
2002. Uh, my brother got healed in 2001. And when I started to just, you know, just know more about Jesus, uh, started to, you know, read the word of God. In 2002, mm. I got the Bible. And when I started to read, wow. uh, I, I find this word and I, I find the value wow. for my life. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's Isaiah 43, verse 4. It says, You are precious and honored in my sight because I love you. Yeah. That's powerful, just so powerful. Wow, thank you, Pastor M, for this incredible story of just what God has done in your life. And we're going to continue it in the next one as we talk about just the call of the Lord on your life. It's beautiful. But, you know, as we think about just... I think about other Pastor M's right now that are uh, living in uh, India, North India, millions of the elite. And my question for you now it would just be, how can we pray for all these young, you know, these teenagers, they're trying to find out life, they're struggling. How can we pray for the young people, the elite, the 400 million in, in India that are just at crossroads and challenges and what how how can we as those here in the United States listening how can we pray come around those and lift up young people right now in India well I just want to request you and to 360 sir family uh, and all the listeners who are listening you know Dalits are struggling you know they are living their life in slave untouchable you know they are living their life with anger heart. Uh, Sometimes, you know, they are blaming themselves. Why we are so much poor? Why we born into Dalit? I, I just want to request all of you, especially to pray uh, for all the young Dalits, because God is the only one hope for their life. There is only one hope, Jesus. Think about uh, my life. If, if Jesus not came into my life, I, I may die or I may become criminal or gangsters or kill someone, you know. So, uh, so I'm, I'm so much thankful uh, that Jesus entered my life. And thousands and millions of young people, they need Jesus. Uh, uh, pray that God will change their life. Uh, Amen. Well, that's, that's, that's the gospel. That's what Jesus is about. That's what 360 Serve is about. And Pastor M, that's why it's such a joy to partner with you in the great work of God that the Lord is doing in North India that I just can't wait for us to get into in future episodes. But this has been so moving. How good, how amazing, how beautiful that God uh, sees uh, all of us as precious and he loves us. What a great reminder. And thank you again for this very special episode, uh, really highlighting your life, Pastor M, and what God has done in your salvation. So God bless you, and thank you so much for this time. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Mark. I really appreciate for providing this wonderful opportunity to me. Thank you, Pastor M, for sharing with us the story 
of how you came to know Jesus as your Savior and Lord, how these evangelists visited your village and how you heard about Jesus for the first time. And God begins to speak to you and your brother gets healed and you begin to feel the love of God and the peace of God for the first time in your life. And how powerful that God would give you Isaiah 43.4, where God speaks about how he sees you as precious and loved. Here's your action step of the day. Pray that millions of Dalits in India, living in tens of thousands of these unreached villages, will have the opportunity to hear about Jesus, like Pastor M did. Pray that millions will come to know the one true God. As Pastor M shared, Jesus is their only hope. Pray that God will use thousands of Indian church planters to go into thousands of these least reached villages and share the good news with millions who've yet to hear about the one true God, who loves them, who sees them as precious, who has died for their sins so that they can have everlasting life. Let's pray that God will bring salvation to millions living in North India. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 21, 22, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. So let's ask for this in prayer. By the way, if you like to pray or want to learn how to pray for the nations, join our 360Serve prayer team. Go to 360Serve.org, click on Get Involved, and then just simply click on Prayer. Has this episode impacted your life? Please share it with a friend. Thank you for listening, and I can't wait for our next episode as Pastor M will share with us the story, his personal story, of his experience in the religion of his birth, Hinduism, the third largest religion in the world. What is Hinduism? What do Hindus believe? Why are there so many gods and shrines and animal sacrifices in Hinduism? What are the effects of Hinduism in your life, marriage, your family? Why are so many Hindus today turning to Jesus as Savior and Lord? These and many other questions Pastor M will be answering in our next episode, which you will not want to miss. Until then, may the Lord bless you.